sports, politics, life. Tickets for Less presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Use promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. It used to be really hard to find examples in the media, in journalism, where they left material out. It was very selective in what they were doing. And I fancied myself at one point being pretty good at being able to ferret out stories that I thought were leaving really important facts out, which is even more dangerous than lying or, or you know, we can spot when people are not telling the truth. Or we have disagreements on opinion or things like that. We can see that when they leave things out of stories. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. That's more nefarious and dangerous than anything the media can do. And it used to be pretty rare. And it used to be hard to spot. You had to really look for it and and be a a strong thinker and analyze it. Not anymore. And never has been more apparent than this murder of Lakin Riley, the nursing student in Athens, Georgia, who was murdered brutally, allegedly, by an illegal alien named Jose Abera from Venezuela, who is in this country illegally, had previously been arrested in New York City in September, for crying out loud, and of course was released due to easy laws. Basically had a sham marriage going with a woman and a five-year-old child. She says they got married for asylum reasons. I don't know the law and what that, how that benefited them, but apparently she married him for asylum reasons, which allowed them to just roam free in this country. He committed a crime in New York. His brother is now accused of doing all kinds of green card fraud. That These are not good people. These are This guy's a killer. He's a murderer. And they've got him in custody, Ibera, in Georgia. And they'll throw the book at him in Georgia. But remarkably, a day after this occurs, the Associated Press writes a story about the perils of female runners and the fear of female runners. And they reference a woman who disappeared in Iowa, and I think was later found murder. She went out jogging and that this woman, the story essentially has a tone of, well, women shouldn't jog alone. And my response to that is, this is America. We have laws on the books. And if we enforce those laws, Lake and Riley would be alive today. That is not in question. If we enforce the laws in the United States of America, Lakin Riley would be alive, and we wouldn't have this national tragedy. And for the Associated Press to do the follow-up story on the perils of female runners and never, ever once mention in the story that she was killed by an illegal alien, a person who was illegally in the country, and never mention anything about immigration, open borders, nothing in this story, is just shocking to me that that is what the left wants to do journalism with, and that is women shouldn't run alone. The solution, of course, to open borders, since we're going to have open borders and break all the laws in this country, women can't jog alone. It's just, well, you should know this, ladies. You should know you can't go jogging. You have to have a buddy. You have to have a, a spouse, a partner, a friend. Somebody got to go with you because we have open borders. Do you not understand the open borders are much more important than your jog, than your freedom, than your liberty. This is the story the left is now playing out in this case, right before our eyes. Female joggers shouldn't run alone. 
nothing on how or why the crime happened or why crime is spiking, especially with illegal aliens. This is just insanity. It's so wrong. I, I, would, I really would like to sit in one of these meetings. We used to have a lot of meetings when I was in TV. We didn't have as many in radio. We had, we had show meetings. I'd meet with Lebo every day about the show and, and whatnot. But in television, we had, uh, I'd work evenings that at 2 o'clock, there was a 2 o'clock meeting. We talk about the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock newscast. What are the stories going to be? Here's what's going on today. And it was everybody. It was news, weather, sports. They're all in one big room. And then they sometimes would have a post-mortem, we'd call it, after the 10 o'clock news. 10.30, we'd have a very short meeting, five or 10 minutes about what we did right, what we did wrong. And you would meet and you would discuss content and you'd say, did we do this right? Should we have done this live and done this recorded? And it was really thoughtful. And it taught me as a young professional to be more organized than I was. These things were helpful. I would love to have been in the room at the Associated Press when these heartless a-holes are sitting around discussing how to cover Lake and Riley's murder because the whole country's talking about this beautiful young woman, nursing student in Athens, Georgia, that went jogging and was killed by an illegal alien. And they're and, and so they're sitting in the Associated Press room. The producers are all there, the editors. And they're like, okay, this story is about solo female runners, and we'll tie it to the death in Iowa, which was not by an illegal alien. I would like to sit in on that meeting and just ask these people, what the F kind of heartless libtards are you people? Seriously, a woman is dead. Her family is shattered. This didn't, this should never have happened. She should be having morning coffee at Starbucks right now as I record this. But no, we have open borders. And we're just letting people walk in. And when we catch illegal aliens committing crimes in New York City, we let them walk. He was arrested in New York in September. They let him walk. Where did he go? As I wrote in the patrons post on Saturday, the weekly newsletter that we do for patrons, where do you think the bad guys are going? Where do you think the male predator illegal aliens are going in this country? They seem to all want to do a quick little stop in New York, and then they find out it's not all that. They're going to go to college towns. Why wouldn't they? Every single college town that exists is liberal. They're run by liberals. They're sanctuary areas, and they are loaded with beautiful young women. Where would you go if you were an illegal pervert? Where would you go in this country? You'd go to a college town. They're going to let He lived five minutes. He lived five minutes away from where she was killed. Just living right there in Athens, living his best life as an illegal alien, getting government money, got the asylum status, got him a fake wife and a kid, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand how it works. I was trying to read through it and her description of exactly why they were married or what they were married. or It's bizarre at best. These people are nothing but scammers. You... We, we always want to throw a blanket on this and say, not all of them. There are good people coming across. You know what? No. Let me be the one to break the bad news to you. Every single one of them has broken the law the second they step foot on our soil. So no, they're not a good person. They're a lawbreaker the second they get here. If you want to go to Mexico on vacation, when you come back, 
You have to go through customs. Sometimes it can take an hour and a half to get through there. And your government's going to shake you down and look at everything you're bringing back. And they're going to find out who you are. And they're going to look at you with a little gruff look when you come back into the country. Oh, but not these people. You're a gang member from Venezuela? Walk on in. Oh, we picked you up in New York? Walk on out. Go on down to Athens. It's warmer there in the winter. Lots of pretty girls. They run around this lake, solo runners. Unbelievable, folks. This this is complete and utter decay of our society is what we have now. That that we've actually uh, and I, I'm just a little podcast. We can I, I won't do any good here. We've got to stop saying that every not everyone that comes across is a pro- yes everyone that comes across is a problem. You've broken the law. You're here illegally. You you are a criminal. It is illegal alien, illegal immigrant, whatever term you want to use. You're illegal. You're here illegally. You've broken our laws to be here. And we just allow laws to be broken now. And it doesn't matter that Ibera's here from Venezuela and has some sham marriage for asylum and a five-year-old kid that he probably has never met. I don't know. And we allow it. And then when they commit a crime, we turn them loose again. We don't send them home. Why? If you're picked up in New York and you're Venezuelan and you're male criminal age, we know the profile here. It's not racist. It is what it is. And you're that guy and you're picked up. How in the world do we, at that point, just at the very least at that point, how is he not on an airplane back to Venezuela? All the things we give migrants money for, why can't, at, at the very least, when we pick somebody up that's illegal, why can't we fly him home? Goodbye. See ya. You've committed a crime here. You're going home. Now, that's a ridiculously low bar. That's nothing to aspire to at all. Man, I'm outraged. My daughter went to Georgia. I've been by that lake. I've been on that campus many times. It's it's too close to home. I, I can't. Every every woman that ever went to Georgia or lived in Athens has been there and probably been there alone. It's a beautiful scenic park area. It's part of their campus. It's annexed. It's a lake. It's gorgeous. It's a, it's a beautiful part of the country. Athens, Georgia is fantastic. And this young lady, a nursing student, goes for a jog and loses her life because Joe Biden wants open borders to win elections. I'm telling you, it's the party of crime. It's the party of death. The Democrats are the party of death. That's indeed what they are. And this is not an isolated case. This one is gaining traction for all the reasons. All the reasons this is the big story is not the actual crime that was committed. This is not the first person who's been killed by an illegal alien. There's many, many, many of those stories. There's plenty of rapes. There's plenty of robberies. There's all kinds of, there's, there will be crime today committed in this country by illegal aliens. Some American citizen will be a victim today of an illegal alien crime. Somebody somewhere, probably multiple, probably hundreds of people will be victims of crime today, whether it's getting their window smashed on their car and something stolen from their car or something as bad as a rape or a murder. It's happening. Dozens, probably hundreds of Americans will be affected by that today. And we're just going to allow this to happen. We're just accepting this because one party wants to win elections forever by allowing these people in. And and the second they get control of Congress, the Senate, and the White House, 
they're going to give asylum to all these people and create more votes for themselves. That's what we're doing. That's why Lake and Riley is dead. She's dead because of politics. Our founding fathers laid this out perfectly for us in this country. They got it right. The, the real main reason any federal government was organized in this country was to unite the different countries, the states, which were all had different laws and di- the states are, think of them as countries, to unite the different countries against foreign enemies. That's all it was. That's the way it was set up. We're uniting. So... If the king of England decides to send his fleet over here again, we're going to fight against him as one. It's like a, it's no different than NATO, really. That's what brought us together was defense from outside our borders. And here we are 250 years later, wanting to become one world partners with everyone in a socialist takeover of the globe, which proven doesn't work period, no more shining example of how bad socialism or dictators or communism, if you will, than Venezuela, which is war-torn, corrupt, criminal, and people are fleeing there as fast as they possibly can. I'd want to leave too. It's outrageous. This woman lost her life. And it's not, It's this is, Look, it's getting the headlines because she's young, she's pretty, she's a college student. You think of them as vulnerable, best time of your life, campus setting. Hey, these are supposed to be the safe spaces, right? The place where they're better than us. The liberals are in charge. They have bigger hearts than us. They're better than us. They're allowing anyone into their community in Athens. And it's a, I'll tell you, the student body's pretty conservative at the University of Georgia. This just in, most SEC schools, the student body's pretty conservative. Professors, not so much. Presidents of the universities, not so much. Local mayors, county executives, not so much. They're all liberal around universities. They're all liberal. And I'm not going to say they ask for this, but they allow this. They know is there. They know he's illegal. There's somebody in Athens, Georgia right now that can tell you within a thousand, probably, how many illegal aliens are living in Athens. Somebody knows that number. It's probably something like five to 10,000. It's a lot in Athens, Georgia, because you got cover. You can be illegal, you can have a sham marriage, and you can be violent, and you can have been arrested in New York. We don't care. We're a university town. We're better than these conservatives that, that run the state house in Atlanta. We're better than them. We're better than our governor. We've got all these sanctuary policies in place. Come on, Jose. Get yourself a place down here. Get you a sham marriage. Bring that five-year-old in here too. We don't care that you got arrested in New York. Move to Athens, Georgia. Complete insanity. Trump won the South Carolina primary on Saturday easily. Crushed Nikki Haley. This is stupid. It's stupid she's in. She's staying in. Charles Koch has pulled his money. Uh, Charles Koch was funding Nikki Haley. He's a Republican light. He's a swamp creature if there ever was one. These are Kansans. The Koch brothers, his brother died, right? So Charles is the survivor, I believe. 
and he's pulled his money. So that's it. I'm, I'm wasting money now on Nikki Haley. Well, you're wasting money from the start, dude. Your party's left you. You got a choice to make. You want to partner up with all the crazy wacko liber liberals? Or do you want to move to the right and join the Trump revolution? Charles Koch, Nikki Haley, Mitt Romney. I mean, we can rattle them off right and left. They're all over the place. You're going to have to move right. I really wonder, like when George W. Bush goes to vote this year, do you think he'll pull the lever for Trump or Biden? I'll promise you if it's Newsom, he'll pull the lever for Newsom. We've got these people. They just, they hate Trump. It's just so strange. I don't get it. Trump, at his core, I was texting a friend this weekend. I'm like, I don't understand why people don't get Trump. Like the, the ones that they just don't get him, that he just wants good things for everyone. He really, truly does. He wants good things for all Americans. He gave a speech this weekend and he was talking about the black vote and he's doing very well with black voters. Historically well, considering the last 50 years of how the black vote is voted against Republicans, he's doing historically well. And he said in a speech, and this is his quote, our message to the, well, this was after he made a, a off-the-cuff joke that I thought was really funny and not offensive in any way that the left is jumping on and calling him a racist. He said, man, these lights are so bright. These lights are so bright, I, 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 I can't see all of you. He said, well, I can see the black ones, <laughs> the black people. The lights are so bright. It was pretty, everybody laughed, including the black people. They're jumping on him, calling him a racist. His, his quote in the speech is just spot on. Our message to the black community in this election is very simple. If you want strong borders, safe neighborhoods, rising wages, good jobs, great education, and the return of the American dream, then congratulations, you are a Republican. And that's right. I think that needs to be a big part of his campaign this year. You, know, you remember the old comedy bit, You May Be a Redneck? I'd play on that thing, man. I might even find one of those old comedians to come do a set at my, at my rallies. You might be a Republican if you, you know, have 27 empty Bush Light cans in the back of your 1986 Chevy Silverado. You know, something like that. Just funny. You might, instead of you might be a redneck, you might be a Republican. If you want strong borders, safe neighborhoods, rising wages, good jobs, great education, return of the American dream, congratulations, you're a Republican. That's what he's saying to black voters. They don't like this illegal immigration. This is their country. Black Americans are very proud, very proud people. And those that lean anywhere but the far left are insanely proud Americans and they don't think Jose Ibera fits into the equation anywhere. Jose Ibera coming in from Venezuela and killing a jogger. Let's just say Jose Ibera was not a killer. Let's just say he came and took somebody's job. Nobody wants that either. That's a really good message for Trump. That's, that's, a, that's as good a campaign slogan as you could possibly have. You might be a Republican. If you... If you don't like crime, you don't like inflation, <laughs> you don't like bad jobs, you don't like bad education, you might be a Republican. You just might be. There's some pretty good Republicans over at Window World. Simply the best for less. Window World's the official windows of your champion Kansas City Chiefs. If you'd like to get a free analysis and estimate with no pressure and no obligation, they'll come right to your home. 
and check it out whether you just need one new window or a bunch of new windows. 816-799-0820 or online at windowskansascity.com. John Gillette and his team offer a lifetime warranty on American-made products. They do windows, they do siding, and they do doors. Great screen doors, sliding doors, doors out to your deck, back patio, whatever it may be, all kinds of front doors. Window World is simply the best for less. WindowsKansasCity.com. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC. Had a nice chat with Mike Robinson over the weekend. He's such a good dude, man. And they're going to be, well, I, I can't let the cat out of the bag. He called to talk about a charitable thing they're going to be doing later this year, and it's going to be epic. This is really, really cool. But it's the kind of thing that he thinks about and the kind of thing you get when you're not getting your new Chevy or GMC or pre-owned car from some big, massive corporate dealership. That's not Roberts Robinson. Locally owned and operated. The owner's there every day. He's right there. If you'd like to contact him about any car they've got in stock, any car they can find for you, or any car they can build for you, robertsrobinson.com, 816-826-1563. They're the home of the lifetime warranty at no charge. Cross Kitchens KC is Kansas City's remodeler, Tim Cross. He, he told me when I spoke with him last, a couple months ago, um, we went and saw him. He said he really loves coming to your homes of listeners to KKHI. He, he finds you to be wonderful people, fascinating. You have a lot in common, and you talk about things other than remodeling, which is nice. It's kind of like, I, I hate the term, but it's, it's like a safe place. Tim Cross comes to your house. You're going to feel really comfortable with him. They do great work. They do small jobs and massive jobs. No job too big or too small has never been more true than anywhere but crosskitchenskc.com, 816-898-7047. Kansas City's remodeler is crosskitchenskc.com. Okay, did you know this? Hmm. Jennifer Cabrera has come forward and is doing interviews. You don't know the name, do you? Oh, yeah. We've got a shooting problem in Kansas City. We had our third mass shooting of the year this weekend. That's defined as four or more people shot. This one was, oh, it was groups of teenagers and young people at 2.30 a.m. This is Saturday night, early Sunday morning. 2.30 a.m., they had a shootout. Uh, four people shot, one dead. Cops came, broke it up. We won't call it gang-related. We'll just say it was group shooting. It's our third mass shooting of this year, including the one at Union Station that has gotten all the headlines, raised all the money, made national news. Did you know 30 minutes prior to the Union Station shooting, 30 minutes prior, Jennifer Cabrera was walking with her family at 27th and McGee, which is about three blocks away. It's just to the east of the World War I Museum. It's a couple blocks east. When groups of teenagers began running after shots were fired, Jennifer Cabrera was shot in the thigh. She spent a week in the hospital. It was basically unreported. A juvenile was shot and taken to the hospital. This is before the bigger shooting. Three blocks away. You're kidding me, right? 
The police chief, when she was asked, said, yeah, we had another shooting, and she gave an address which was not that close to where the rally was. It was more, I think, to the east and to the north. By my count, we had three different shooting incidences in one hour's time at the parade and rally, depending on where you were. Three different. Jennifer Cabrera is going to be fine. We don't have any word on who the juvenile was. Uh, the juvenile is alive, but was shot. Random gun violence. Groups of teenagers. Packs. Oh, some people call them gangs. 30 minutes prior to the other shooting. Jennifer Cabrera is going to be okay. We got a real problem in Kansas City, Missouri, folks. A real problem with violence. I don't watch Saturday Night Live very often, and I didn't this Saturday night, but I saw the clips on social media. A comedian named Shane Gillis was the host of Saturday Night Live. Shane Gillis is a conservative who is one of these free speech guys that says, I can make fun of anyone or anything because I'm a comedian. If it's funny, it's funny. We don't care about your feelings. I'm doing comedy. And he made some Asian jokes that people didn't like. I'm not an expert on what got him canceled. And I'm not going to do the backstory. All you need to know is in 2019, he was a cast member of Saturday Night Live and they fired him. Other cast members didn't like him. You know why? He likes Trump. Ooh. Blackballed from Saturday Night Live, gonzo. People thought his career was canceled. They turned him into a racist, a xenophobe, all these other things. Shane Gillis is done. Dead to the world, it's over. Cancel culture was at its height. We know this all too well. We lived this experience. Cancel culture was running wild. It's reversing. It hasn't done a complete 180, but we're getting there. Here we are, four and a half years later, and Shane Gillis has blown up so big doing stand-up comedy and other projects. He's buddies with Joe Rogan. He's been on Joe Rogan's show, all this other stuff. He's so big, they bring him back as the host of Saturday Night Live. And he comes out and does a monologue, and his parents are in the audience. And I'm telling and, and there's not really a lot of cursing. It wasn't that bad. But to say it was uncomfortable material, I think is accurate. He talked about his niece, who's Down syndrome, and then basically said, the genes all over his family. Can't you tell by looking at me? He's making fun of himself, saying I'm partly Down syndrome. He made gay jokes. He made a joke about his mom and him. Uh, he's like, every little boy is their mom's gay best friend until they hit puberty. Uh, I'm like, it, it, it's really funny stuff, but it's edgy. You're like, oh boy, this is, and his mom's sitting right there. So he does all this stuff. He says, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, you know, my material isn't really for TV. I'm trying here. And he's going through this monologue and it's, I'm laughing. It's, it's funny. It, and he's saying, you know, He's making Down syndrome jokes, all right? So you got to have a stomach for this. But it's pretty funny, and it's loving about his niece. He's like, she's the best person in our family. She's happier than all of us. Like, oh, you have a Down syndrome child. Everybody's so sorry, but she's the happiest person on earth. She's happier than all of us. She's happier than all of you miserable people is basically his message. It was good. It was funny. And the audience flat didn't get it. The band sitting behind him didn't really get it. The cast members didn't get it. They're all in their liberal bubble. They didn't get it. They were just sitting there cringing on edge, looking for him to do something wrong so they could cancel him, for lack of a better term, and he didn't. And then they did a sketch where he wore Trump's sneakers, and they made fun of Trump, and he does a Trump impression, and it's very good. His Trump impression is very good. 
It was funny. He made a conservative made fun of Trump. That's how comedy is done. Nothing's off limits. In the end, the shoe bit that they were doing about Trump's shoes that he's got was about the superpowers it gave him, making fun of Trump. And then at the end, they said, and Biden's got shoes too. And they show a guy with Biden shoes and he just falls over. But that's what happens when you put Biden shoes. It's fair. It's legit. It's funny. The world needs more of this. Liberals didn't get it. They said he was unfunny. None of it worked, whatever. And everybody else on social media is like, wow, this was good. Yeah, because it was fair comedy. Sorry, you're not a protected species here. We're doing comedy. We're making fun of everyone tonight. I loved it. I loved it. And it's a, you can't say cancel culture is dead, but the fact that Saturday Night Live is now recognizing it's more important to be funny than to appease people, especially those in the liberal bubble that get offended by a sneeze, that's pretty strong. It's a, that's one of the strongest things we can point to yet that we're really improving with free, free speech free speech in America. All right, our sports today is going to be brought to you by Back9 Development. Online at back9development.com, TJ Vilkanskis is a wonderful developer and builder. He's got a couple of projects going you might be interested in, or he'll custom build wherever you have land. He is all in. The lofts at 1700 on Manhattan Avenue in Manhattan, Kansas, are two-bedroom, two-bath condos, sold individually with starting prices of $249. Pretty cool. College town condos, pretty popular thing right now. Log on to back9development.com for more information or call 785-236-0161. He's also developing the dunes in Lansing, Kansas. Eight lots, each over three acres, with a pond, a lake in the middle of it all. Beautiful location in Lansing to build a custom home. If you're interested in this, they are not publicly listed yet. Call TJ and say, hey, I want to know about these lots you've got in Lansing. 785 785- 2360161 back9development.com Amazing Garage Floors is back this spring. They would love to work for you and get you that amazing garage. Did you deal with it this winter when we got that snow and you got all that yucky stuff on your garage floor and it's hard to clean? Not bragging, but mine isn't so hard to clean. It's just whoosh, it literally takes 10 minutes to clean my garage when you get all that salt and sand and all that crap and it just pops right back to life brand new with my Amazing Garage Floor. John and Heather Hutchins would love to do a garage floor with you for you or seal your driveway. This is important. Your concrete needs to be sealed. They sealed mine. It adds years of life to your concrete, and it's not very expensive at all. This is something you should do. It's preventative. AmazingGarageFloors.net, 913-636-1840 for an amazing garage floor. And I had some people over this weekend, and they said, oh, my God, Kevin, look at all this trash back here in the woods behind our house. I'm like, yeah, I've been out there every day picking up trash. You know why I've been out there picking up trash? The wind was out of the north on Friday and it was windy. It was a Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. It was windy out of the north. It was warm, but it was windy. And they're building a house across the cul-de-sac. And these knuckleheads don't have a disposal dumpster over there. So the guys that are doing the Tyvek and the all the stuff, right? They're just throwing their trash. They pile it up in the yard. Theoretically, they're going to clean it at some point. Well, it's not just the construction trash. We got Casey's pizza boxes. We got beef jerky wrappers. We have plastic water bottles. We got Modelo cans. We got it all just flying all over holy hell in our neighborhood. 
And every day I go back in the woods and clean out what's stuck back there because that's where it blows. They need buck disposal in the worst way. In fact, I'm going to go over and find out what company's building that house and, tell, and, and get Buck out here with one of his dumpsters because they need it on this job site. Most of these job sites have those where they're building houses. This one doesn't, and it's just trashing our neighborhood. Buck Disposal can solve all those problems for you. Online at buckdisposal.com. If you're remodeling, if you're a builder, if you're moving or cleaning and need a disposal unit, he's got three different sizes and personal local service. 913 913- 242-7695 online at buckdisposal.com. Wow, Ron, we need one over here, buddy. Oh, boy, don't look now, but the Kansas Jayhawks are getting better. Without Kevin McCullough on Saturday, they just bombed Texas. Now, I figured they would. Texas isn't very good, but Kansas has got a – it looks like they're they're reaching a new gear, and part of this is just lockdown defense. The starting five, which included Timberlake this time because McCullough's out, you want a balanced team effort? The starting five in this game scored 13, 14, 16, 16, and 20 points. <laughs> wow. Hunter Dickinson had 20 and 7. And my favorite part of this game, other than to say they're looking a little bit like the Chiefs, in that there were times this year you thought KU's going nowhere. They're starting to look like they're more than something. That's, uh, that's an obvious story unfolding right before our eyes. We see that. McCullough's going to get back. There are way more important games. I told Jess before the game, I said, I wouldn't even play the kid against Texas. She goes, what are you talking about? I said, Texas is not any good. You're going to beat Texas without McCuller. Rest him some more. I'd give him all the rest he needs and make sure he is full go for the NCAA tournament because that's the only thing that matters for Kansas now is the NCAA tournament. So we see that part. The best part of this game was watching Bill Self leaving his $2 million player on the floor and all the other starters with 50, 50 seconds to go in the game, up 20, left him on the floor to win by 19. The spread at half, at halftime, the second half spread, so the game, the total, the spread for the game had moved because of the score of the game. It was 18 and a half. And Bill Self won by 19. If you think that's random, you are mistaken. I know for a fact that Bill Self knows every line of every game. And he knows the halftime line. And now with NIL funding his players, the Whales can legally sit there on their phone inside Allen Fieldhouse and bet however much they want on the second half of the KU game. And they do. <laughs> and Bill Self knows it. I, folks, he's got the starting five in with 50 seconds to go, so he can get up 21. And then if, the, if Texas scores, it's 19, and it was. It's exactly what they got. 19-point win, everybody wins. God bless Bill Self. It's something to note if you are a, it is important to know if you bet on sports, which coaches know the lines or look, they probably all know the lines. Uh, Maybe a better word is care about the line. They're cognizant of it at the end of their game. And this only happens in situations where you're winning. They're, they're, They're not throwing games here. If Bill Self can cover, he will. That's good to know going forward, isn't it? 
A girls' high school basketball coach in Vermont named Chris Goodwin took his team off the floor and forfeited a game. And now they're being admonished by the State High School Activities Association for doing this. He said, nope, it's too dangerous. There are boys on the other team. Transgenders. And we're not doing this. That's the answer. That's the answer. That, that's truly the answer to stopping this madness is the coaches pull their girls' team off the floor, whether it's volleyball, basketball, whatever it is. Nope, we're not doing this. You can start the game, start the match, and then when the tranny comes in, you can walk off. This is what will work. Shame them. This is like libs of TikTok. If you show the world what they are doing, if you shine a light on it and people actually see it on video or read it, that's effective. Way to go, Chris. Proud of you. Other coaching news, Eric Bieniemy is associate head coach, offensive coordinator at UCLA. And Mike Freeman, who writes for USA Today, who's African-American, writes that this is, quote, shameful, unquote, that Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator at UCLA. Now, wait a second. This is a million-dollar job. Shameful that this man is a millionaire after being a football player, not getting a degree, committing crimes on campus, violent crimes, having a record, getting an opportunity to go be an NFL running backs coach, and ascending all the way to offensive quarter, making $2 million a year with the Chiefs and winning a Super Bowl, a couple Super Bowls. And this is shameful that America's produced this system. Let me tell you what is shameful. I am putting this to bed. You've listened to this podcast for any period of time. You know I'm not a giant Eric Bieniemy fan. He's a do-nothing coach. He ascended to a position higher than he ever should have. To say he should be a head coach is saying that anybody that ever becomes a coach should be a head coach. Because Eric Bieniemy should never have been offensive coordinator. He was a sham offensive coordinator. Andy Reid is the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy, sham offensive coordinator. He went to be a head coach. How'd that work out? Not very good. I like Matt Nagy. Nice enough guy. I'm sure he helps with some technique with Mahomes. And it's not that they don't do some coaching. Everybody does some coaching. But the offensive coordinator, the play caller, the person in charge is Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. That doesn't mean Eric Bieniemy's is a head coach. And it doesn't mean he's an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Because he went to Washington. What'd he do? They got worse. Which was almost impossible to do. He finished with the number 30 offense in the league and got his head coach fired. Eric Bieniemy is not a good coach, folks. I cannot scream this loud enough from the mountaintop. He's not a good coach. This will fail at UCLA. This does not look like a good prescription for me, for UCLA, to have good football. They're joining the Big Ten. Deshaun Foster is their new head coach, and he just hired Eric Bieniemy to be the associate head coach and offensive coordinator. How many years you give this? Three? And they're writing this is shameful. Basically, they're saying the NFL is racist. No, no, no. If the NFL is racist in any way, it's that Eric Bieniemy made as much out of his career as he did because he would have never done that in any other thing other than the NFL. Nobody's going to hire him. Criminal record. He had all kinds of problems. He, in the real world, Eric Bieniemy was going to not succeed. Okay? But in the NFL, we'll throw you a lifeline. You want to be a coach? Okay. Come in here as quality controls, and we'll make you run. Fine running backs coach. That's actually what Eric Bieniemy should be. 
It's a running backs coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a fine position. It's a real job. You have to have some skills and know about running. He was a running back. This is, that's what he should be. (laughs) It's not shameful. Sometimes you're not the best person for the job, Mike Freeman. (laughs) God, all they see, guys like Freeman, is skin color and nothing else. Uh, The Kelsey Mahomes celebration is taking place in Vegas. That's pretty fun. They're at the Wynn Hotel and Casino going wild. There's videos of them partying it up, doing the whole thing. The Mahomes girls party is in Mexico. Tay-Tay's still on tour, I guess. They got a right to party it up. I think this is the one where Mahomes was paying for a bunch of teammates and stuff to go. So they're having a good time there. Meanwhile, we're recording this on a Monday. The NFL is meeting today in advance of their owners' meetings about changing the kickoff rules. I like this story. You probably haven't watched the XFL, but if you had watched the XFL, you know how they do kickoffs. They kick off from the 30-yard line, so you can't always kick it out of the end zone. The other 10 players on the field with the kicker are down at the opponent's 35-yard line. And then the opponent is lined up on the 30. 10 on 10 at the 30 and 35-yard line. The kicker is all alone, and the return man is all alone. That's the formation. They kick the ball, and none of the 10 players on the 30 and 35-yard line can move, block, tackle, do anything until the return man catches the ball. Once he catches it, it's on. The NFL is going to, they want to, they're going to have a vote. They need 24 out of 32 owners. They're going to vote to take the XFL kickoff rule and bring it to the NFL next year. Now, that would be awesome. They want kick returns. They know kickoffs are stupid, uh, pointless. It's nothing but an extended commercial break and that it's hurting the product when you're watching it. Everybody knows this. They want to avoid concussions. They found that a lot of concussions and knee injuries were happening on regular kickoffs. But if you line them up, five yards apart like this, it's more like regular football. It's 10 blocking 10. You're not running full speed, okay? And it's a real kick return. I'm in. I'm all in. Yes, my vote is yes. Anything to bring kickoffs back. Let's do it. Let's do it. They're going to vote on it. Oh, I love this fantasy football story. My buddy uh, turned me on to this one yesterday. A man named Anthony Totri, T-O-T-R-I, Totri, Totri. Anthony Totri lives in apparently Tempe, Arizona. He has a website that covers Arizona State sports, but that's a sidebar to this. He was in a fantasy football league, and if you don't play fantasy football, the latest trend in fantasy football is the person who finishes dead last in the league. You know, if you win, you make money. If you finish dead last, there's punishment. There's real punishment. We've seen guys had to go play golf in a dress, wearing a dress. You know, it used to be something harmless, like you had to wear the jersey for a day of your rival or something like that, Right? So we've seen those. This punishment is unbelievable. And Scott Hansen has taken notice of this. Scott Hansen's with NFL Red Zone. And he says, I want to do a punishment special. Send me all your last play stories of what your punishment was for finishing last in your fantasy league. Anthony Tatry did his in real time on X on social media by going to the Waffle House challenge punishment. He arrived at 8 a.m. And the Waffle House for finishing last, Waffle House punishment is this. It's simply this. You have to stay inside Waffle House for 24 hours minus one hour for every waffle you can eat. So he snarfs down about four of them pretty quickly at 8 a.m. So now it's a 20-hour 
He's got to be there. And he keeps going and going and going. And he gets to a point where he's on X about four in the afternoon. I'm sick. I feel terrible. He said, I think, I think I can do this again in a couple hours and I can get out of here by maybe 8.30. So his attempt is to eat 12 of these big plate-sized waffles at Waffle House and get out of there at 8.30 at night and go home and sleep it off, I guess. And he does this and it's wonderful. At one point, he got so sick of the waffles, he put hot sauce on one of them instead of syrup or anything else. He was dunking them in water. He was doing everything he could. He Waffle House fantasy football challenge because he lost his league. I love that one. The Royals won on Sunday, won nothing over the Angels. They won on a wild pitch in the fifth inning. It wasn't like a walk-off. Cole Reagan's got the start. He probably is going to be the starting pitcher opening day for the Royals. Remember the Royals traded nothing for him and picked him up from the Rangers? And he came in and started 12 games last year with a 2.64 earned run average. And they're now like considering an ace. Could be the ace. Oh, they got some veteran pitchers now. I I just, sometimes I see a quote and it matters to me. And I don't know why I, this one stands out so much. Matt Quattrero, the Royals manager, asked about Cole Reagans in his approach. He gets up at 5 a.m. every day. He's got a routine. Like this dude is completely and utterly dedicated to his craft. And I think this is important. He's got good stuff. He's a big lefty. He's, he's got a lot of, there's a lot to like here. But it, it seems like he's got that extra thing. Like, you know, I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, but we know what extra thing they have. When you see Travis Kelsey covered by three guys pointing to an open receiver for his quarterback, he's got something extra. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Cole Reagans is described, Matt Quattaro says, what, what is it about him that has made him progress so quickly and become so effective? And Quattaro said, he's just such a perfectionist. I like that. I like that. It means he's going to, he's, you're not going to outwork him. I don't know if Cole Reagans is going to be some sort of a stud for 10 years and go to the hall of fame. I can't predict that. We don't know about injuries and we don't know if he'll be as good this year as he was last. You know, it isn't five years of work here that you've got a known commodity. It was 12 starts, man. There's a lot to like with Cole Reagans and he pitched well in his first outing on Sunday. Crazy finish in NASCAR. If you haven't seen it, duck, duck, go the image the photo. I'm using DuckDuckGo now instead of Google as much as I can. They don't track you. There's no pop-up ads. They block Google and it's conservative. DuckDuckGo. It's same as Googling something, but I think it's a little faster and a little better. I'm getting hooked on it and it's conservative. So there you go. DuckDuckGo, the photo finish from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Daniel Suarez won. He beat Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney, a three-wide photo finish. Literally, nobody knew who won this race. They were all three touching that finish line like photo finish speaks for itself. Daniel Suarez got the win. He was on the outside and apparently was about two or three inches ahead of Busch and Blaney in one of the wildest finishes you'll ever see. Duck, duck, go, the photo finish. Give it a look. It's really cool stuff. Our final final today is brought to you by Ideal Health, regenerative medicine. Your body's tissue could work for you. Dr. Kim, Kip Van Camp and his team in Shawnee would love to help you get rid of chronic pain, COVID shot issues, onset of a family member of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, blood spinning, patch therapy, ozone therapy, and of course, tissue therapy. This is the new way 
idealhealthkc.com, 913-745-5300. Don't live with pain. Check out idealhealthkc.com. Bstock.net, I got an email from a listener, went in there Saturday. He says, it's kind of weird. You pull up and you think it's closed. It's a huge parking lot in the Toys R Us building, and it's not really a retail place. It's a warehouse place. You, there's a very good chance if you go to Bstock, you're the only customer in there. And he goes, it's kind of weird. You know, you walk in, I'm like, yes, I describe it this way. It's a little bit like going, it's a, you're bargain hunting. You got to know about it, man. You got to be, you got to be in the know to get these bargains at Bstock. He said, Kevin, you're not kidding. I walked in and said, I want the biggest possible Samsung TV you can get me. And he was stunned with the price. Just thrilled. It's crazy. The prices they have at Bstock on all things electronics, computers, televisions, accessories, Apple, Xbox, you name it. They got all kinds of stuff there. They're online at bstock.net or you walk right into what used to be Toys R Us. When you walk right in, you're going to get great customer service because you're probably going to be the only customer in there. bstock.net. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, Advantage TPC. We sat out back yesterday in the sun. It was gorgeous and some critters were flying around. We saw some little uh, gnats maybe or I don't, I don't know exactly what they were. And as the sun went down, I turned the fire pit on a couple of Mosquito-looking things were flying, moth kind of things were flying toward the flame. I'm like, yeah, spring is on. Now, those things aren't getting in our house. It's the things that crawl on the ground you got to worry about. But Advantage is taking care of us. So we've got no issues whatsoever inside our home. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is online at AdvantageTPC.com. They also do lawn care. They'll do all your fertilizer and treatments for your lawn. Give them a call. One call does it all. 913 913- 768-8989, AdvantageTPC.com. How about this for final final? On April 8th, we will have a total, total solar eclipse. It's going to enter the United States in Texas. It's going to go across Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri. So most of us in the Kansas City area are going to be a little bit north of the total solar eclipse path, but we'll see it. Delta Airlines is offering a flight at the exact time this is going to happen. I think it starts at like 11 a.m. in Texas, coming across the Mexico-Texas border. And Delta is going to offer a flight from Austin to Detroit that is going to do its level best to fly at exactly the pace of the eclipse for as long as it can. They're, they're selling the flight as that. This is a total eclipse flight. I don't know if it's round trip if they bring you back to Austin afterwards, if you book that separately. I'm not, I'm not sure I know. But they're going to take a jet, Delta, full of passengers that really want to see the eclipse up in the sky and try to stay in the path as long as they can and fly from Austin to Detroit and stay in that path as much as they can. That's pretty cool. It will exit the United States in Maine. So it's entering across the Mexico-Texas border, and it leaves in Maine and goes up into Canada. Pretty cool stuff. That's April 8th coming up on April 8th, a total solar eclipse in the United States. Our final final. And don't forget, if you don't remember our sponsors, you're looking to buy something, go to the KK List. TheKKList.com has additional sponsors that aren't on the podcast for other goods and services, conservative companies, people we know, people that are KK List sponsors. Go there, check it out, do your business with like-minded folks at TheKKList.com. 
Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.